With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey, what's up, guys? In today's video, I want to talk about the biggest first order that I've ever placed for my Amazon FBA business, which, as you can see behind me, uh, amounted to $21,200. And I am not recommending that you guys wire that much money to a company that you have never met that exists on the other side of the world for an order, uh, because it is quite a bit, unless you can afford to lose it, I guess. Uh, In my case, I mean, it was a little bit of a leap of faith. I will let you know that I did the 30% deposit, 70% after the, you know, order is produced deal. Um, And I felt comfortable with sending the 70% because pretty much everything was custom and branded. So I knew it wasn't fake. But anyways, I want to tell you the story of how all of this panned out. So that's the plan for today's video. Let's get started. So within this order, I was launching five brand new SKUs to my Amazon Seller Central account. And this was all Amazon FBA products with Amazon FBA products. That means it's fulfilled by Amazon, which implies, yes, I had to pay for production of the products, then have it shipped to the United States where it's ultimately going to be warehoused by Amazon and following each order They have one of their associates, which is what they call them. I toured an Amazon FBA warehouse, and that's the one thing that it's like they kept saying associate, associate, associate. So I don't know. That one always stuck with my brain. So then they have an associate go pick, pack, and ship these products to the customer. So I do love uh, FBA from a scalability and passive perspective. Otherwise, this wouldn't be feasible for me to do. I just I was working a nine to five and working my second job as a teacher at the time. But fortunately for me, you know, as a developer, I had a bank across the street. I would just walk across the street, do a wire transfer, and, you know, the rest is all pretty passive. It's all kind of conducted through a computer, right? That's what's really cool. You can be the, you know, only employee of really any size e-commerce business and do it from your, you know, computer chair. So anyways, that's that's what I was doing. Uh, with this specifically, though, I'm going to tell you the story. This was five SKUs and to be honest, like three of them were pretty similar. It was kind of the same product with just minor variations on each one. And the other two were different products completely from the original three and from each other. But altogether, they were related because they were all being launched in their own brand. Now, this brand was tied to my website. You guys have heard me talk about that I launched a website while I was in college 10 years ago, basically at this point, uh, over 10 years ago now. And I did it for fun, really, to learn how to be a web developer. Uh, every time I made improvements to it, I was becoming, you know, better at, at a technical perspective. My technical skills were getting sharper. But also, I, you know, enjoy doing the website content. And uh, to this day, it still does pretty well. But anyways, when I launched this brand, uh, this is my Google Analytics. It was in 2018. So you can see here, in 2018, uh, this website alone brought in 2.2 million users. So and 4.2 million page views. So hopefully you guys see that, you know, yeah, there's marketing potential here. 
from just a website traffic perspective because the brand that I'm launching was actually tied in the same niche to the interests of people on this website that I, you know, run and maintain. And I had another added benefit. I already had an existing SKU selling on Amazon. I mean, this isn't even actually accurate because I had three SKUs uh, because I liked to launch. Sorry if I'm getting out into the woods here. I always like to give you insights into my brain and why I did things. But it was basically the same product, but I had packed it into different like quantities in the packs. So I really had three SKUs of this existing product. And the reason I did them in threes was because you could run what was called headline search ads back then. Now they're called sponsored brand ads. And you could get the advertising spot at the very top of search results. And not a lot of people actually launched products in threes. So uh, you could sometimes get like the best advertising real estate for cheap. You just had to have the ambition and the understanding and then actually execute. So of course I did, you know, did, did that. Uh, this existing SKU, by the way, very profitable, <laughs> 40, uh, basically a 40% profit margin. So yeah, extremely profitable. I'll tell you what happened to that SKU later on though. Uh, so profit margins for the five new SKUs that I was launching, one of them, 10% roughly. Uh, I actually can't even find data on that. I think I just deleted it and you know what? I won't even wait to, to tell you, but that one ended up being a big problem. I'll explain why, but I don't think I made any money on that. I'm pretty sure I lost a couple hundred, if not, you know, a thousand bucks on the first SKU. So not off to a great start. Profit margin, by the way, when you just launch a product, which is what you're seeing, you're seeing the, I just launched the product profit margins. Okay. They're not going to be that high, um, but they're typically higher than this. So I'm not trying to say that I'm perfect. If anything, me showing you this data, which is actual data is showing you that I'm far from it, but also this was 2018. So I'm going through the progression and, and also when you do stuff like launching five SKUs at a time, you're, you're kind of doing the rapid progression. Okay. Like, and at this point too, I already had, I don't even know, probably like eight or nine products that were live in my seller central account that were making me money. Okay. So, I mean, not all of them necessarily had to have been making me money. Each one's its own unique story, but it made me feel confident enough to go for this, what I'm showing you in this. So the next SKU had a 13.7% profit margin. And I will give you a little hint that later on down the line, that SKU actually is doing really well and I still sell it today. Uh, Beyond that, the other three that I mentioned were very similar, 8.8% profit, 11.5% profit, and 7.5% profit margin. And uh, another problem kind of lies within um, one of those SKUs. I'll tell you the the story in a second here. So problem number one though, my little 10% SKU up here that ultimately I'm, I'm sure I lost money on. Uh, had a big problem with it. There was an issue with shipping it. I made the mistake of not talking to my freight forwarder. His name is Simon, by the way. And I actually went to China and met him in 2018. I forgot about that. So that's the same year. Um, Simon, by the way, I'll put you in touch with him if anybody decides to join my Amazon FBA full course step-by-step where I handhold you through the whole process, um, which was written years after I went through you know, the, the, the progression that I'm talking about right now in this video. Uh, but I actually put you in touch with my freight forwarder. So you have somebody on the ground who can help you with pretty much everything. I didn't run it by him. So it was my mistake. And I learned the hard way that, oops, I should have done that. So I had a problem with shipping and I actually had to like lean on Simon and his company for help prepping my products to be able to be shipped. And I'm pretty sure it also like caused me to have to pay quite a bit more than I initially expected. I don't want to go into the details of what I was selling because I do still sell some of the products, but, um, it was a big problem. So just run it by your freight forwarder before you place your order. That is a big takeaway, all right? I learned that one the hard way. Another problem was 
the the third skew here, the one behind me that says 7.5% profit, I ultimately ended up running into an issue with somebody that held a patent on the exact thing that differentiated this skew from the other two SKUs. Not good. And uh, I don't know if I mentioned it, but this product was quite large and quite heavy. So really suboptimal. And I had to do a removal order from FBA to my house. I had these massive pallets of product in my driveway. And I know some of you guys watching have probably gone through this. I was just talking to somebody the other day who was had a similar issue. And um, I think all FBA sellers probably go through it at least once. I had to modify the product by myself, which I never wanted to touch any of the products. I've got better things to do. And then I had to take it and ship them back. I had to relabel them and ship them back. Uh, yeah, it was just a big pain in the butt, expensive and time consuming. So not fun. Uh, the outcome though of me telling you these stories, guys, and I'm keeping it 100, keeping it transparent. Well, the best the best story that came from this was the product that had a 13.7% profit margin. I actually found a different supplier for this product after I had ranked it and established it and you know felt confident in it as a winner. Okay, and by the way, this was not one of the big, bulky, heavy products, all right? And this wasn't a, a product that I had any issue shipping. It wasn't a product that had any patent issues. Just a nice, simple, I mean, when I say simple, uh, I actually did make a couple changes to it based on customer feedback. Um, and I implemented this when I switched suppliers. Now, you're not really supposed to do this per se, but it basically was the same product, just one minor tweak. And, you know, I won't say exactly what it was, but basically it went from having three components to two components. The customers didn't like the extra component, so I just took it out, which reduced my cost. All right, so next thing you know, I've got a, today, by today's numbers, so this number has actually been as high as like, 44% profit margin, but uh, raw material costs and whatnot have gone up. So the suppliers keep upping the price on me, which I mean, I get it, I guess. Uh, I can't really complain. I'm making basically a 36% profit margin and I've made easily five figure profits. This product sells year round and it sees a nice uptick in sales during certain times of year, um, obviously fourth quarter, but also other um, times of year, like ar around the time where there's get togethers and parties and whatnot. Uh, the other five SKUs that I've referenced, I don't sell any of them, all right, uh, for various reasons. There were the three products that were very similar that had low margins. They were too big and too heavy, all right, that I didn't want to deal with it. Like, And for as much as it cost me to bankroll and keep them in stock, the ROI wasn't high enough on a percentage basis. Now, I mean, again, like when, when you're charging a lot for them, I mean, I could probably charge as much as $200 per product, but, and I mean, honestly, I should go look at like the, existing sellers on Amazon and see what they're charging. I bet you they're charging 200, but like, it just wasn't worth it. Uh, and also, I mean, I'm, I'm putting all that money, you know, out into inventory and then I have to turn the inventory over. Otherwise the money's stuck in like unproductive assets. So you got to figure out all of those things, guys. You know, you can't, you can't speculate on crypto if all your money's tied up in these, uh, expensive, uh, Amazon products, right? Um, another one of the products I told you it had a shipping issue. I lost money on it immediately. Never reordered it learning lesson, also demand wasn't that high. I was basically trying to bring something to market that didn't exist. And you know what? Hey, it, it's, just, it's just too hard. I mean, I'm not saying you'll never do it, but I'm saying I don't probably ever want to do that again. Just too much work. Um, the other one was the SKU that already existed that had a 40% plus profit margin. In summary, what happened here, another learning experience. Um, I didn't have brand registry to protect my listings and I had three SKUs. So I'm calling it one SKU. Let's just point to this box and say it's this box. It was actually three SKUs. And man, I mean, those were making money hand over fist. Not expensive at all to keep in stock. 
not a unique product by any stretch. I mean, literally, it was just a product that was already selling on Amazon, and I just made a really nice product listing and did really good job with the keywords and then ran ads. You know, the typical playbook, guys. Uh, unfortunately, because I couldn't kick sellers off of my listing, it just became a race to the bottom. People undercutting each other. I just wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth my time to uh, to fight because I wasn't able to basically this was before the IP accelerator existed. I think at least I didn't know about the IP accelerator to get expedited brand registry and be able to kind of fight with people. Um, but also it's kind of opening a can of worms where the product wasn't a hard product to replicate either. Uh, like I said, it was just the quantities that I was selling in that made the SKUs unique. And so, you know, Amazon's rules are you're not really supposed to kick people off if they are selling the exact product you're selling. And I didn't have any branded components on the product itself. Just the listing was branded and it was attached to the brand of my website. So anyways, guys, that's the story I wanted to tell you. Ultimately, though, I'd still say it's well worth the experience. Number one, great learning experience, which is hard to assign a monetary value to. Number two, I'm still got this one skew cranking. Like it's doing really well today. 36% profit margin. Um, like I said, that's probably going to continue to go down as raw material costs go up and as shipping costs go up. But, you know, money's money. And I'm doing this in my sleep. You know, these sell, you know, eight to 10 units a day easily. And like I said, they can see accelerated um, sales at different times a year. So guys, thank you for watching this video. As I sign off, please take advantage of the free weekly print-on-demand giveaway in the description. I've got a seven-day FBA mini course in the description that'll help you get started. All I need is your email address. I'll send you one lesson a day for seven days. I've got an Amazon FBA Facebook group in the description. And of course, I have my full FBA course, which is the most thorough one out there. I stand by that. It is extremely thorough. It shows you what you need in the order you need it. Plus, I'm here to help you with your business. So check that out. There's a link in the description. Guys, thank you for watching this video. Please hit that like and subscribe button and I'll see you tomorrow with a new video.